We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Roll in right along. Drive safely wherever you are. Or maybe you're at home. Maybe you're listening on the Odyssey app. Maybe you're in the gym. Maybe you're at work. Whatever. Appreciate you checking in. Like I said in my open, whether you give me five minutes or five hours, I got you. Let's have some fun. Let's talk about sports. I mean, I don't care to really talk about Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't have a daughter. I don't have any kids. (laughs) Shout out to Craig and Evan. They spent a good amount of time on Leonardo DiCaprio and that story today. And they are on in the afternoon. I find myself listening to Craig and Evan as I'm trying to prepare for my show and then I have to stop because they have a afternoon show that I think is probably on in like offices and people listen to at work. It's like just a general talk show. It's not specifically sports, 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 sports. And when I'm putting my notes together and preparing for my show after theirs, it is sports, 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 sports. I don't really want to go into, uh, you know, like uh, Post Malone's fans are concerned for his mental health after seeing him perform a sad song like there's I'm I'm not gonna go into that I know they didn't but that was like another news story I saw today we're just gonna keep it to hoops right we're gonna keep it to basketball I'm watching Blake Griffin go off in TD Garden former net Blake Griffin five of seven from deep he's got 15 he's shooting the three he struggled doing that for the Nets last year um got rid of him and now I'm seeing on Nets Twitter people are asking did the Lakers get more for Russell Westbrook than the Nets got for Kyrie? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they got two be- two players that are better than the three players that the um that are in the deal for Westbrook. And Westbrook now they're saying, okay, the Clippers are a potential buyout candidate, and the Chicago Bulls are a potential buyout candidate. So, coming up tomorrow, Nets Bulls in Brooklyn. I'll see you there. And uh, let's get back to the phones. Let's see what you guys are talking about inside the 9 o'clock hour. See, it's it's a five-hour show, but we can pass the time so quickly you don't even notice. Zach is out in Hempstead on the fan. What's up, Zach? How are you doing? I'm good, man. Watching hoops, talking hoops. Yeah, fine. So, uh, Cam Thomas, he reminds me of Jeremy Lin. Okay, tell me what from Cam Thomas's game reminds you of Jeremy Lin's game. I'm saying the whole he just came out of nowhere and went right the whole insanity. No, I hear everybody saying that it's not it's not even close to true. No, no, no. Uh, not not in my opinion. I don't know. I I give you the fact that they're both playing in New York. They're both scoring a lot of points. But what Cam yeah, that's, Thomas that's, is doing is completely different than what Jeremy Lin was doing. Uh, no, I'm talking about he, they're scoring a lot of points out of nowhere. Yeah, but Cam Thomas. Yeah, how long know. do you think? How long do you think he's going to keep this up for? You think it's a fluke? He's, I'm nah, saying, Cam is no a bucket. To- uh, I've been watching Cam. Thanks for the call, Zach. I've been watching Cam for a minute now. I'm a Nets fan, so as soon as they drafted him, I started looking up his LSU highlight tapes, and it's on YouTube. You can type in Cam Thomas LSU, and there's a, a long highlight tape of this guy doing some of the things you've seen him do now. Some of the same jumpers that he shoots. 
some of the same step back moves, um, some of the same get to the lane. Like, I can't compare Cam Thomas to Jeremy Lin. They're not the same player at all. And I and I understand we're in New York and Lin Sanity. Uh, Jeremy Lin played for both the Knicks and the Nets. But Cam Thomas is going to be a way better pro than Jeremy Lin. And how long do I think he can keep doing this? I don't think he's going to keep dropping 40 every game because, one, the Nets roster is about to change. He's going to have Spencer Dinwiddie on the floor. He's going to have Dorian Finney-Smith on the floor. And who knows, if they make another trade or they don't, they could have some other players or potentially Kevin Durant back on the floor. Cam Thomas was getting DMPs. He, he, he didn't come out of nowhere for Nets fans. And even for Knicks fans, you guys remember in the Garden last year, him hitting that dagger three. Like he's 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 a guy that I'm uh, I've seen now do this. He did it in the summer league in Vegas. He was the MVP of the summer league, and uh, his rookie year he got way more minutes than I expected him to get. He's a scorer. He's a bucket. He's a true scorer. And when you see this guy sitting on the bench, not smiling, and he had the comment, "Ain't funny," yeah, because he's buried on the bench when you have Kyrie Irving and you have Kevin Durant as your main scorers. Uh, and he wasn't getting his opportunity in year two, and he knows that he's ready. And the Nets knew he was ready in practice. That's why when Kyrie thought he was going to, I don't know, play some type of leverage game, request a trade or whatever, they're like, all right, we'll honor that trade. We'll get you right up out of here. Let us make some calls. We'll work all weekend. You requested a a trade on Friday at 2? Give us 48 hours. We'll have you out of here Sunday a little bit after 2 o'clock. And they did because Cam Thomas is waiting in the wings. Now, just like in any sport, right, even when you see in the NFL, you see quarterbacks go off or running backs go off. It's only a matter of time until other teams watch film and they diagnose their weaknesses and figure out how to stop them. I don't expect Cam Thomas to drop 40, drop 40, drop 40. He just did it three nights in a row. But I think he's a good uh, 20, 25, 30. He's going to average around 25, 30 points if they let Cam do his thing. And he's not Jeremy Lin. He's not Lin, Lin Sanity. This guy is 21 years old. Um, I don't know what age Lynn Sanity was uh, coming out of Harvard and, uh, you know, making his way. Uh, I always laugh when when I, like, see those clips of um, Jeremy Lynn playing with Kobe. He, like, looked Kobe off uh, one time. And that video was viral. But um, I just, I don't know, I hear all the Lynn Sanity stuff with Jeremy Lynn. It, it, it does not fit. It does not match, in my opinion. Cam Thomas is his own guy, and um, he's a bigger guard. I think he's more skilled. I think he's going to have a much longer and better career than Jeremy Lin. The only thing that we can compare is that when Jeremy Lin burst on the scene for the Knicks, I don't think he even had back-to-back-to-back 40-point games. If I'm wrong, somebody send me the link on Twitter at Keith McPherson. I don't remember him having 40-point games three nights in a row. What it is is if you're a casual basketball fan, which I don't care if you're a casual. I, I, I find NBA Twitter loves calling out, you're a casual, you're a casual, you're a casual. Well, let people be casuals before they become diehards. They have to have a casual interest. But what I'm saying is if you're a casual basketball fan, it seems like Cam Thomas fell out of the sky and started dropping 40 points. Nets fans have known this for two years. Kevin is out in Fresh Meadows, New York on the fan. You got it, Kev. Hey, Keith. Love your show, man. Thanks. Thanks right, for calling. Real, real quick, question, comment, question, and I'll be quick. All right. Number one, did Cooper Rush's agent sneak onto your show tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, nah, that was actually my a uh, friend of mine's son. But I was not nah, expecting to hear Cooper Rush's you know. name as an option for the Jets or anywhere or anywhere. Yeah. 
I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. But real quick on LeBron, I'm I'm not a LeBron guy. I'm a Michael Jordan guy. But like you know, you were saying how he keeps himself in shape and all this stuff. But in the same amount of years that he played as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he played 150 less games. So I, you, and he never had a major injury. You're right about that. And then the one other thing I wanted to ask you. Um, wait, you got something quick on that? No, I didn't say anything. Oh no! I, no, all right. I'm just curious about what you had to say about that. Um, oh, With Kareem, um, what I'll say about that is I actually don't know the numbers on how many games played Kareem versus, Le, versus LeBron. Kareem I'll take your I'll take your word on it. They're both they both were available. That's how you get that many points. You play games. You know, you don't take games off. You're not out. But Kareem had to share the ball with so many top guys. Where LeBron, LeBron that's you know, all LeBron. LeBron is fourth in the assists. Like <laughs> LeBron, they they never. Called LeBron no, no, a scorer no, no. because he shared the ball. Uh, I don't know. I, you know what? I just feel like I, I just you know I'm older than you, and I watched Kareem play, and he was something else. But like there was so many years where LeBron was just the best guy on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, but and the reason why he has so many more assists than than Kareem is because you know Kareem had magic. Yeah, and it's hard to compare eras. You know, Marco and I were just talking about that. It's it's, imp- it's an impossible task. It's so hard to do. But one other thing you said is, you know, why why can't the greatest be one player? You said the greatest can be multiple players, but doesn't that isn't that the opposite of the greatest? Like those, because like, of the wordage, you know, yeah. When you say greatest, it, it's singular. The greatest of all time, you think one. But in like every profession, there really can't be just one. Even with Tom Brady, he's the goat because of rings. He wasn't the best athlete. He wasn't the best football player. He just was on the teams that were getting to the Super Bowl. We got the 10 Super Bowls. He won seven. So that makes him the GOAT. You can't really argue it if you're just judging rings. But when I look at LeBron's career, I can't judge him off just rings. I'm looking at him as the player, the person, the businessman in totality, the figure that he is, how he did it, how much pressure was on him to do it from 16 to 38, and he just broke the all-time scoring record. Like, we are all witnesses. LeBron is great. Like. But you, you had a call of Bob that said Jordan didn't win championships. The Bulls won championships. Team. But look what happened in the two years that he wasn't there. That, you know, I was a Rocket fan. I was a Rocket fan. I'm a, I'm a Hakeem Olajuwon guy. Mm-hmm. If, if, if Jordan doesn't retire, they don't do they win that. eight in a row? Yeah. I don't know. Right. Does Jordan win eight in a row? And is there anything better than eight in a row for an NBA I think we'll, we'll never know. But, like, that's another knock on MJ. He stepped out. Thanks for the call, Kevin. I mean, and I'm not knocking MJ. And, you know, we can have this conversation. It's just going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Get what I'm saying, though. MJ is the greatest, and LeBron is the greatest in his own right. There's room for both of them at the top. But, like, when you see the NBA 75 last year, the last person they call out is Michael Jordan. What he did for the game like his brand, he was global, iconic. Before we had all the social media exposure, it's different, right? And it's twofold. You don't have the social media, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram coverage that, you know, uh, LeBron has. It's harder to be on your P's and Q's under that microscope. But at the same time, like Jordan was huge off of just television and magazines and newspapers. Um I, I Like I said, I came in the game watching Jordan. Jordan was my favorite player. I was a Bulls fan because of Jordan. And when Jordan retired, I didn't really get it. And then when Jordan retired and then came back with the Wizards, I was over it, right? That's how I became a Nets fan because this guy stepped out and he comes back. He's a Wizards fan. I'm like, you're out of the game. 
Like I like I really can't rock with Scotty like that. I just read something with Scotty. So Scotty Pippen's wife, Larsa Pippen, she is uh she's all time. She's goaded as a thought. She has dated Michael Jordan's kid, and she, I think, has dated Malik Beasley, who just got traded and now is on the team with Scottie Pippen Jr. So Larsa Pippen, Scottie Pippen Jr.'s mom, dated one of his teammates. Come on, mom. Come, come on now. I know Scottie is tight about that. That's why Scottie, like, Scotty's been doing his book tour. I think he's got some type of Hennessy, some not Hennessy, some cognac. Like he's got some type of liquor he's trying to sell. He's got his hair braided up. He's trying to be young again. Larsa Pippen is uh, like a a villain thought. Like she's out here doing crazy stuff. But that's for a whole nother show, another story. <laughs> Lou is out in Queens on the fan. What you got, Lou? Hey. Boy, so much to say, boy. I'm, 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 I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm in a unique position because um, there's a family member who is, who is a goat compared to a goat, and I'm going to agree with you that you really, it's, 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 it's not fair to say one goat because you have my, my, the, my family member was a goat in boxing, and so I say there's in ring, and then there's totality, as you were saying, marketability impact on uh you know on social aspect and so my uncle was compared to ali and ali said that my uncle was the only guy he didn't think he could be and that's the top of the food chain and so you you know ali you can't get bigger than ali you just can't he you know because in totality there was no one greater in all aspects but then my uncle never lost and he he liked his legacy because his legacy is I never lost in the ring. And so if I'm going to look at a guy like LeBron, LeBron is, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, I was very good friends with Bob Wolf, who was the, the top sports agent. So I was friends with Larry Bird, Julius Irving. I didn't follow LeBron's career, but LeBron is definitely there. But I, I can guarantee you, if you look at a guy like Barkley, who talks about old heads, the old heads, if they're at the Thanksgiving table, um, uh, LeBron is there, but he's not at the head seat. He's not the alpha male. And um, I say Jordan for star power for clutch uh, was so clutch. And I disagree that the Bulls won and, and, and that Jordan didn't win because I think Jordan made he, his guys better. He really did the same way as Bird did. Um, I'm not sure LeBron, he's so great. I think in a lot of individual areas, I'm not sure that his legacy, and you would know better than me because I didn't follow him. I don't know that he made the other players better. LeBron's there. He's there. But I still and, – and it's not fair. There's not one best basketball player. Chamberlain's there. Uh, Jabbar is there. LeBron is there. Um, I, I don't say he's the alpha dog at the head seat at the table. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and that's, that's – you know, and, and that's, that's – you know, <laughs> it's um, – it's a tough. It's, it's listen. It's always up for debate. It's a great discussion, but I don't think in any sport, baseball, football, um, I think you 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 take a handful of guys, you put them there, and I think some of them had better skill sets in different areas, and um, and, and you have fun with it, you know. But but just to be, you know, listen, I, I liked what LeBron said. I think he he said it well in in his you know he said, listen, you have to think you're the best. 
you know, and but he said to be to be mentioned is is what it's all about. And that's what the great the great ones say. That's what my uncle said to when he was compared to Joe Lewis and to Muhammad Ali. And um, so I think he did it right. And congratulations, you know, and, and good for him. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a great career. Thanks for the call, Lou. Yeah, I think being in the GOAT conversation is enough, right? And there's no way to actually quantify it. If we're just counting rings, right? Yeah, you can stack rings. But, like, nobody's calling up to say Bill Russell with 11 rings. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a ton. Uh, no one's calling up to say Bill Russell's the GOAT. Bill Russell's the GOAT because he played in the 50s and 60s. And it was a different era. And he was playing against different competition. Like, I look at the NBA now. All of these guys are monsters. I've said that already tonight. They're all tall. They're all built. They're all athletic. And that wasn't the case. Um, Even if you think back to where just our country was and, like, racial integration and, uh, you know, just, like, black people not having a fair shake in life, so maybe there was less black people competing. And, you know, now it's like, okay, completely different. The whole league is black. Like, that, that is a factor. That does play a factor. You got LeBron. I think MJ, what I give MJ is he had the killer instinct. And I think that, you know, the caller that mentioned having a team around him, we're not taking anything from Jordan. Cole Killer, Black Jesus, the most ridiculous guy at the end of the game. He's got the clutch moments. You watch the last dance, and I don't know how you could not be motivated off of how this guy took it personal. And he paved the way for guys like Kobe. Like, Kobe was like the spitting image of him coming up, and he had five rings, and LeBron is different than them. LeBron has taken a ton of L's. LeBron, uh, he's not that killer. He's not that dog. But he has his moments. We've seen him turn it on when he was with the Heat. We've seen him turn it on uh, with the Cavs. They beat the 73-9 and Warriors, the team that people say is the greatest team ever. So, I don't know. There's a lot of cases to be made. There's so many ways to have this discussion and argument. It's it's fun. It's, it's a never-ending conversation. What I'll say before we break here is that LeBron getting the scoring title does not, like, put him over MJ. That's not what we're saying. I just think there's no way you have a GOAT conversation and not look at LeBron in totality and say that he is the best. There, there's a, a few arguments that say LeBron is the best basketball player uh, in totality, the most decorated basketball player that we've ever seen. We're all witnesses that from 16 to 38, this guy shattered the ceiling. He more than passed expectations. Jordan? Jordan was cut from his high school team. He went to college. He wasn't the number one pick. He grinded, and he made his way, right? He lost to those Celtics teams. He lost to those Pistons teams. And then when he got his time, he dominated. And he had a good coach and a squad around him. LeBron carried some bums. But then when he won it, you know, he had Kyrie, and he had uh, people around him too. And even with D. Wade and Bosh, and even with AD and the, you know, what they call the Mickey Mouse ring, like, I don't know. I just think when we're looking at goats, yes, MJ gets the respect of his peers and everyone. He literally was the guy for a long time. But when you actually like pull up their basketball references and you look at the years and what they've done, and then when you think of these guys off the floor, LeBron is is right up there. If Jordan is one uh, A, LeBron is one B. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We're about halfway through my show. I'm gonna sprinkle in some. NFL Super Bowl conversation and definitely some baseball spring training talk right after this. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And I love it. Hey. I definitely love talking sports and hosting on WFAN at night and taking calls and talking to whoever is calling up and listening to my show and wants to weigh in with their takes and their thoughts, you know, I'm not the type to yell at you. I'm not going to argue with you, especially on a nighttime vibe. Like, we're supposed to be chilling, having sports conversations that we would have in the bar or at the ballpark. Like, it can be cordial. Keep McPherson on the fan halfway through a five-hour KM to AM. I'm in here watching the... Philadelphia 76ers take on the Boston Celtics in TD Garden. And uh, we've been talking hoops, and I've got a full rack of calls about, let's see, LeBron, the Nets, Kobe, Celtics, Jordan. And we're going to get to all of those calls. But I said I was going to mix in some baseball conversation. Now, we are less than a month away from the start of the 2023 World Baseball Classic, Tuesday, March 7th. That will kick off, and that will go to uh, Tuesday, March 21st. In less than a week now, the players that uh, are playing in that will report. And, you know, a lot of these guys have already already been in Florida and getting ready. But on the Yankee side, there aren't that many names. And I think the Yankees are being cautious. You already know, like, Luis Severino wanted to play for Dominican Republic. And Cashman said, no, 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 not with your contract and your injury history. But the Yankees will send Nestor Cortez to represent the United States, Glaber Torres to represent Venezuela, and uh, Jonathan Luizaga. And why am I blanking on? I got I had the list in front of me. Why am I blanking on where Johnny Els is from? Jonathan Luizaga uh, sucks because I just had it and I refreshed. <clears throat> Jonathan Luizaga is going to represent Nicaragua. And on the Mets side, the Mets are sending a bunch of guys. Uh, you know, I just saw an article today. They, they called it a mass exodus. They're saying the uh, Mets are preparing 
for big player exodus to the World Baseball Classic. Here are the names. Uh, Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, Brooks Raley, Adam Adovino for Team USA, Francisco Lindor, Edwin Diaz, and Michael Perez for Puerto Rico, Eduardo Escobar and Omar Narvaez for Venezuela, Jose Quintana and uh, minor league pitchers Cameron Opp, or Jose Quintana for Colombia, minor league pitchers Cameron Opp for Great Britain, Claudio Scotti for Italy, uh, will all be in the mix for the World Baseball Classic. The rosters will be announced tomorrow. So keeping an eye on that, and like I said, I've been paying attention, closer attention to the Mets spring training and following SNY. And, uh, you know, I'm seeing these new faces meet the Mets. There's some new faces, some young guys, obviously some free agents that have come in. And I saw Justin Verlander put out there, hey, this is a season where it's win the World Series. If not, it's a disappointment. And I like that kind of energy because that's the energy we have on the Yankee side. And now the Mets will step right up and uh, meet the Yankees in that same expectation, right? Are we going to touch the money again this year? Are we going to? predict a Subway Series again this year. I, I caution y'all to not. <laughs> Don't call up the fan and say, yeah, Subway Series is going to be Mets and Yankees in the Fall Classic. We, one, don't need that. Two, it's very hard for that to happen. And three, just just let it play out. Just let it play out. I'm not confident in my Yanks, I'll tell you that much. Um, the exact quote from Verlander was, this is win a World Series or this season is a disappointment. I wanted to make sure I quoted him correctly. And, uh, you know, there was some more stuff with Steve Cohen and, and Howie Rose. We'll get into it uh, later on in the night. I still have another, you know, two hours plus to connect with the baseball fans. But the Hoops fans are calling, and people have takes and thoughts on the greatest of all time. There's multiple goats. And uh, we're going to get back to those calls at least until, like, you know, 10, a little bit after 10. And then, you know, now that I've sprinkled some baseball stuff out there, uh, Mets fans call me up, Yankees fans Call me up later in the night. We will go through this proposed realignment for the Major League Baseball divisions and these new rules from the pitch timer, shift limits, bigger bigger bases, and um, the pitch outs as well. 877-337-6666. Let's get right back into it. Mike is in Union, New Jersey. What's up, Mike? You got it. Yeah, what's up, man? Always a great uh, discussion where we talk about, you know, goat debates, but... um. You know, I feel like with LeBron, we've been comparing him to Jordan all this time, and I feel like the timing of it, meaning like the Jordan era was just finishing, the LeBron era was just beginning, and it was very fresh in everyone's mind. So it's like, who are you going to compare the new young prodigy to? Mm-hmm. The GOAT, Jordan. But I really feel like LeBron should should be compared to, and should have been compared to at a young age, to Magic Johnson. And I feel like that's what his career kind of mirrors to uh, numbers-wise. Obviously, LeBron puts up the most points, which is a lot more than uh, uh, Magic. But, like, you know, Magic could pass. He was flashy. He did a lot of stuff like that. He, you know, he was he was something special at that time when he came out. Yeah. So I feel like LeBron should have been compared to Magic. And that's why there's such a heated debate because Jordan and LeBron, uh, Kobe is more like Jordan, just like you mentioned earlier. And I feel like LeBron is more like Magic. And I feel like if, if that was the case, if, if he was compared to Magic all along, it would be no debate. It would be like, yeah, LeBron's like the best uh, point forward, big man type of player, yeah. uh, slasher type of player. And he's up there in the top three, just like with uh, Kareem. Because also with Kareem, Kareem had the record when Jordan was in his peak, right? So yeah. he 
no one told, no one said that Kareem. No, it wasn't even debate uh, that Kareem was better than Jordan. It was like a given that you know. Yeah, in the mid eighties, like I mean, I wasn't around, but I'm sure that wasn't a conversation. You still like there? The best, uh, point forward, big man type of Oh, we're losing him. Uh, sorry, Mike just dropped. But um, <clears throat> what was I going to say about that? Yeah, so if we're talking about magic. Right now, there's been so many uh, different documentaries and uh, films, and you know, uh, they just did that Lakers doc on HBO where they were, you know, reenacting, you know, Young Magic, and we all know the story of Magic and Bird, and you know, they were before my time, but I've been able to watch and research and know, like, Magic had it, man. Magic was the guy; he was everything. And uh, unfortunately, right, and not, you know, not trying to take it there, but it's just the facts, right. He did not play 91 to 95. Why? On his basketball reference, it says illness, HIV. We all know the story of what happened with Magic Johnson uh, and what derailed his NBA career. Not for nothing, LeBron hasn't had anything like that. LeBron hasn't had to step out. LeBron learned from these other guys' mistakes that came before him. But I like the parallel that uh, Mike just made with putting LeBron with Magic and putting MJ with Kobe. When you when you think about their style of play, what type of players they were, those those are good parallels. Those are good pairs. Those are good uh, guys to match up for sure. Adam is in Newburgh next up on the fan. You got it. Keith, what's up, man? First time talking to you. It's a pleasure, bro. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. So I had to. I heard you talking about the 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 Bron talk. I had to. I had to call in, man. So I'm a I'm a late '80s baby. I think I'm similar around your age. So you know when I heard you when I heard you saying about how Jordan was kind of your guy growing up. I'm a diehard Knicks fan, right? So Jordan was the type of dude that you know you turned Jordan on in those Knicks games in the '90s, and Chances are you were throwing stuff around because the dude was just so special, yeah. man. So, Hated him. He was a villain to you. You couldn't you couldn't villain. champion him. Villain, bro. So, you know, looking at it now, right? You have after Jordan slides slides off the map, Kobe comes in, and I'll be honest with you, Kobe Kobe was beyond special, and especially with the Knicks being as bad as they were, I think a lot of Knicks fans gravitated to watching Kobe succeed and having having the success that he did, and, and the guy is just special, right? So on comes, you know, towards towards the kind of, I guess you could say the tail end of Kobe's prime, on comes Bron, and listen, this is where I think a lot of people go wrong, right? Like, I get it. You can hate Bron, especially being a Knicks fan. The guy, you know, shunned us and went to Miami, but being realistic, you have to understand this guy's greatness, man. He's He's beyond special, and – I think that a lot of people lose the the focus of what he is and what he brings. And, and you know the old saying, man, you never know what you got till it's gone. And, mm-hmm. and listen, what Bron has done, man, is, is beyond special. I mean, I've had the opportunity to watch the dude at the Garden a couple times, um, and, and, he, and he's just – he is so unbelievable to be that big, that fast, that strong. That uh, smart. His basketball he, IQ, bro. He just knows what to crazy, do. He makes the bro. right play. Crazy, and I mean some of some of the rosters that he succeeded with. I mean, my man went to went to the finals with guys like like Zdrinis Ogaskis, Eric Snow. I mean, Mo you, Williams. The, the list goes. 
Mo, yeah, I mean, the list goes on and Del- on, man. Delonte West. <laughs> Bro, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's crazy, man. So, you know, I had to chime in. Like, you know, it, it's hard because, like, if I, if I put my hierarchy, you know, Jordan's my number one. I, I throw Kobe in the two slot, and, and Bron probably comes third. But that's no slight, man. And, and, you know, any which way you shake it, bro, you know, he, he these are goats. And when you have the goat talk, this is what you're going to come across. And, you know, I think we just need to appreciate just who he is and what he brought to the game, especially, especially you know, I, I mean, us Knicks fans were clouded, right? I mean, we've dealt with a lot of problems and a lot of losing. But, you know, what that dude's done for the game, man, is unbelievable. Keith, it's been a pleasure, bro. I appreciate you. Um, look forward to talking to you more in the future, bro. I'm going to hang up and listen. Adam, thanks for the call. And, uh, you know, thanks for putting respect on Kobe. You know, Kobe did it for one team. Kobe came straight out of high school. And Kobe had the Mamba mentality, the killer instinct. Like, for me watching Kobe, I'm a Kobe guy as well because we had MJ. And then Kobe comes in the league in 96. Uh, A couple years later, he's like a spitting image of Michael Jordan. They have some of the same moves, same mannerisms. And they have that same killer instinct instinct these guys will rip your heart out in the fourth quarter it is their game they are not about to lose you know LeBron is different I, I never really looked at him like that I, I think obviously in that um heat series where you always see him like you know like his head down like his eyes up looking like through his headband like yeah that game where he went crazy there you saw some dog in him but he's taking so many L's it's tough you know Kobe should have had another chip you know Kobe ended up with five rings he should have had six and if he was still here, he'd, he'd tell you that. Uh, Kobe's up there. It's it's really MJ, Kobe, LeBron, uh, for people in this generation, I guess millennials and, and younger, uh, that have seen him. And I just was thinking about, you know, AI too. AI didn't win. It sucks. But AI was the man. I'm, I remember going to Philly when it was the first union center, right? I didn't grow up going to too many games. Like, we didn't have the bread. Like, nobody was taking me to old Yankee Stadium. Nobody was taking me to many places. But the two that always stick out, my brother took me to the Garden when I was 12 to see Kobe play the Knicks. And then my uncle took me to see AI in the playoffs at the first Union Center against the Pistons. And it's like when you're a kid and you're in there, even though you're sitting all the way up top, it's just like it's life-changing. It's life-changing. 877-337-337. 6666, Keith McPherson on the fan. We got to take another break, man. I feel like I always got to take a break. (laughs) We'll be right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Let's try and take two calls quickly. Keith McPherson on the fan, checking right back in. I said I feel like I always got a break, and, like, the next break is the update. Uh, We got, like, maybe six, seven minutes right here. Try and get two more calls in. We're talking hoops, and it's good to talk hoops, right? We know the Super Bowl is coming. People have been talking about the Super Bowl for two weeks. It's the longest two weeks ever. We know baseball season's coming up, and we'll get there soon. Football's going to end, and then we won't have football to talk about. We'll really be leaning into spring training, world baseball, classic, and basketball. So back to the phones we go. 877-337-6666. Let's talk to Sam. He's in Great Neck. What's up, Sam? Keith, how you doing? Thanks so much for taking my call. I appreciate it. Love your show. Thanks. Thanks for calling up. Cool, man. I want to talk about the Nets and what I hope doesn't happen maybe in the next uh, 20 hours, but i got to put it in perspective. I've been a Knicks fan. I remember Clyde when he was, you know, took over that game from the Lakers way before he was an announcer. 
And that team was the first team where defense was what made basketball, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to say that when that when the Nets were on that uh, twelve uh, uh, game winning streak, it was the most exciting defense I've seen. Yeah, in whatever that is, they never years. played defense like they were playing. They were communicating. It was like they were all on the same page. It was incredible. They were holding Just teams amazing. under a hundred points. Just amazing to watch. So I've been a Knicks fan since then, but I gave up on them when something else you talked about with the superstars taking over the team. I lived through it. I, first of all, in terms of the GOAT, MJ killing my Knicks with Ewing, you know? Mm -hmm. But after Ewing, I was okay with Isaiah. I was okay with Dolan. But once Stephon Marbury got them to get rid of Larry Brown, I said Larry Brown was the right coach for that team. When yeah. they kicked Larry Brown into curb, I said, I'm done with this team. Now, my, what, uh, absolutely. Now, I was in high school. I got another name to bring up for the GOAT conversation. Because my second job was selling popcorn at the Nassau Coliseum when they played basketball with a red, white, and blue ball. And I didn't sell popcorn because I turned my back on the crowd to watch Dr. J fly. And that man <laughs> was just astounding to watch. Hell yeah. All right. Last few years, my kids, everything, I saw, I'm watching the Yankees, he makes me a Mets fan. I'm watching the Knicks, he makes me a Mets fan. I've been in, and I it, it tore my heart out when they traded Jared Allen and those guys and got rid of uh, 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 that whole squad. Yep. I, I was okay with KD, but I knew Kyrie was going to be poison for the team, the same way he was for the Cavs and the same way he was for the Celtics. He burned us, and good luck, Mavs. He's on you now. But if they trade Claxton in the next few hours, I'm done, man, because that's the kind of guy you want forever. Yeah, yeah, you and especially this year. Around him. Especially this year, because he's finally reached that potential that we've seen, right? He, you know, in other years, he was out of shape. Other years, he was, was sick. Other years, they you know, they said he was kind of you know out in the, in the street, in the club. No, he's all the way bought in, locked in, and he's playing like an all-star, playing like defensive player of the year. You just mentioned Big J, Jared Allen, right? This guy, this guy might be better than Jared Allen right now. I know, that's what I'm saying. So when I hear that, I love Siakam from Toronto, but when I hear that Toronto's insisting on it, including Claxton, I say forget about it. Yeah, and also forget about it if you're trying to appease KD, who could potentially want out in the summer anyway. Don't trade Absolutely. Don't Don't trade this kid. And try and bring uh, Spicy P here to appease KD. And KD Absolutely. could potentially play out the rest of the season and then request I'm, a trade again in the summer. No. Absolutely. I'm done with that. Love his scoring, but like the guy said, he's, his legs are so frail that if you bump into the guy, there you go. You said it. You yeah, know I, mean? I watched. I'm like, this, Bruce Brown got bulldozed by Herb Jones into <laughs> KD's <laughs> legs. He's out last year. And then Jimmy Butler is coming down from with a I rebound, know. falls on his legs. He's out. And I'm like, come on. Like, we can't catch a break. Yeah. So I'm done with that. And I say let's build them and let's rock and roll, baby. Thanks so much for letting me talk. Great call. Thanks, Sam. Yeah. I mean, uh, KD is great. He's all world. When he plays, he's the best. He was at a historic pace this year from the mid-range. But, you know, it's just the way guys are built. And they always take shots at him for not lifting. I don't know how much he's on that squat rack. He can't withstand a guy falling on him. Gary's out in Harrison on the fan. You got it, Gary. How are you, bro? I'm the guy that calls you the uh, young, hip Richard Neer, just in case you don't remember. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> yes. Anyway, a couple things real quick. 
you mentioned the rule changes in baseball and stuff like that. In my opinion, the shift was the dumbest thing in the history of all sports. It was disgusting <laughs> to watch. It a was man smart, would rip a single to, to right field, and the second baseman standing out there catching the ball. That's not what happened. Right. Double day. It worked. You, you, you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. It worked. They're putting four outfielders out there. They're putting guys right. Like I, I'm interested to see how it plays this year. What else you got? Uh, getting back to basketball, I feel bad for the young guys that didn't get to see Jordan play. I'm a diehard fanatical Celtics fan, always was, and I hated Jordan, and he's by far the greatest player that ever lived. Larry Bird called him God in, in gym shorts when he first came up. And another point I have, if you watch the YouTube videos, all the all-time greats, 90% of them say that Jordan was the best player that ever yeah. lived, and nobody says LeBron. Yeah, Nobody says it. That's and, why I say Jordan amongst his peers, like fans can have the debate amongst his peers – even current players, oh, but they all say MJ. Jordan would have won eight in a row if he didn't get in trouble and have to retire for those two years. Step aside, the guy I hated him. I rooted so hard for the Suns against him. I was so mad at Charles Barkley because he didn't he didn't beat him and he didn't show up. <laughs> in my opinion, in that series, and uh, it just man, I hated Jordan. But I he mean, was this, by far this, the your, best your Celtics helped create Jordan. Jordan was going off against the Celtics and losing, and that motivated him, right? You know, after those years, points. he figured it out. He started getting in the gym, and they, they made the team better, and he was motivated. Man, Jordan, I hated him, but he, my God, he, I don't, there's no comparison. And, and LeBron shops for his teams. Back then, they didn't even speak to each other. Jordan, Magic, Bird, yeah. they didn't even shake hands. They hated each other. They all they wanted to win. You know, their, their teammates were their brothers, and LeBron, he's the best general manager that ever played in the NBA because he shops for teams. You know, I can't stand that crybaby. And not only that, and not only because he's a crybaby, Jordan's the best player that ever lived, and I'm not a Bulls fan, and I hated Jordan when I watched the NBA back in the day. Anyway, brother, have a great night. I love listening to you. It's awesome and wonderful. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much. Good call, Gary. I, you just made me think about uh, the story with uh, Danny Ainge and Jordan, how um, I think they went over it in, in the last dan dance. Danny Ainge beat Jordan on the golf course. And Michael Jordan took that personally. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, it's just a different era, different time. And, uh, you know, I'm looking up, trying to look up the story, get the details now. According to, they said, uh, Ainge and Jordan went, on, went to the golf outing. Jordan left Ainge with a warning. He said, when we get done, we get in the car, we drop Danny off first. And Michael says, tell your boy. I got something for him tomorrow. Like Jordan, like you beat Jordan on the golf course, he's carrying that onto the floor. He's going to dominate you. He took that personally. He's a stone-cold killer. All right, top of the hour. I've got two more hours left. It's almost 10 o'clock. I'll come back, and we'll keep rocking. Keep McPherson on the fan. BRB. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.